Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc. We talk comics, movies, TV, pop culture, all the stuff that you want to talk about. I'm your host, Michael Dolce, and with me, as always, is my co-host... This thing is frozen. This thing is frozen. He changes his name daily. He's the Lord of the Radio. This darn thing is frozen. Godwin. (laughs) How's everyone doing out there tonight? Everyone knows who I am. Everyone knows? Do they? Yeah. I don't have a face and they still know who I am. Well, this is very true, actually. Um, (laughs) I want to welcome back the Periscope feed. Hello, Periscope. We we posted it. We're we're still at a whopping zero. Yeah, but... Are I wasn't there? able to watch you put on a pair of boxing gloves and punch a phone. I for actually about did everything correctly tonight. Like this is crazy. Yeah, you like, did. We have this video go. We have the Facebook feed going. Yes. Facebook.com slash Secrets of the Sire. We have the Periscope feed going. If you go to at Michael underscore Dolce. So Sam knows that all we need is for about two hours before every show so that we could be properly prepared, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. So he just yeah. needs a clear schedule. Yeah, and for then us. we need the makeup room. Yes. We need exactly. Like, you know, we need to we need to meditate mm-hmm. like the the moment of zen like we need all that stuff to kind of get little air yeah get very psyched up yeah Yeah. i think okay sam so you got that (laughs) that's what we'll need dark cruise just chimed in that she she wants to see the lord of the radio she wants to see the you're you're getting external pressure here yeah it's a a lot of pressure from from inside as soon as i yeah yeah i know as soon as as soon as we double the feed just joined and people see me yeah they'll be like okay we saw enough yeah, <laughs> we we can go back to the single screen again. We can go back to the single screen. Yeah, we can do do that. Anyway. We'll we'll have to figure that out. We'll 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 we are the masters of technology here. Clearly, clearly, there's a lot of yeah. yeah. You're gonna act- there's, a of, there's a lot of laughter back there. <laughs> You're gonna actually say that we're the masters of technology. Fecalione said, "My face is infuriating." Hoping it gets gets scalded by a hot liquid. Oh, it's strange as we it is. Him. I know. I feel we missed him. I know. I feel yeah. so bad. Don't I, be I, horrified. I that it. happens all every t- every week. <laughs> he also says he loves us. So I mean, you know, it's, yeah, in his own way. He's like bipolar. It works <laughs> out pretty good. <laughs> he's all missed right. us with every bullet so far. So before we get into what we're going to get into, I want to thank all of our official patrons, of course, because they're awesome and they do so much. Here for we us. go. Roll call. Official patrons. Uh, which I apparently deleted. No, it's brought to you by our beloved patrons. We have dedicated fans: Einar Peterson, Matt Byer, John Hoff the Third, Ashley Haikai. Not her name. Our program director Stephanie Dolce. Our executive producer Steve Ovecki. Fix. Joined <laughs> by Brian Phillips and Christina Gillen, and as always, our Uber fan fixed. Christina Dolce. Fixed. It's all um, fixed. I also want to sh- give a shout out again to superhero stuff. It's this mystery box. This mystery box has been it's been flying off the shelves. Right. Right. Because it's a mystery. We don't know what's in it, but you do know that you can get $79 worth of stuff for just $49. Right. That's Go a $30 to the difference. Facebook page. Go to the Facebook page. Um, again, slash Secrets of the Sire. Mm-hmm. Click shop now. Why not? Why wouldn't you do it? I did I, it. I know. I did it. Yeah. Love our patrons. It's easy to do. I do easy things. <laughs> <laughs> no, we do love our patrons. Secrets I, of Sire loves our patrons. I, <laughs> we do. I'm going to like that. I'm going to like that and share that. We have our interns galore. We have uh, we have uh, yeah, Dari and Trista and uh, we have Kerrigan. Yes, yes. Holy cow! It's like uh, there's bad jokes just ru- rumbling through my uh, <laughs> my head. I was wondering like if you had like an older sister named Carrie and like your your parents like Carrie again. Ugh. <laughs> No, she merged two names. Oh, okay. She couldn't decide between Caroline or Megan, so she just made one. She made Kerrigan. Yeah. There you go. See? What I didn't even m- know you could do that. What about Marilyn? That would have been much oh, better. Oh, no. <laughs> I can't no. Do it. It's been a struggle my whole life. Yeah. That's her middle name. It's like Kerrigan Marilyn. <laughs> wow. That's how it works. 
There's just a number of people staring at. I want to give another shout out. Wait, wait. I want to give a shout out to to my wife out there as well sure, too. Sure, go ahead. And and I'm wearing the shirt she got me for Father's Day last year. And this is fathers. I just want to give a shout out to all the fathers coming up when you know when you're listening to the podcast over the weekend. If you go to iTunes or iHeartRadio or Stitcher or Spreaker and you're listening to it, because that's what you should do if you're a dad. Steal some time on a Sunday and listen to our show. It's a treat. But shout out to all the dads out there. So it's good stuff. I'm the only dad in the room right now, which either speaks a lot about me or speaks a lot about you or like in a good way. I don't know. It's good. So happy Father's Day to everybody out there. All right, we have so much to get into that mm. we're going to throw this out to the audience. We got Craig Caruso. We got John Shazam. I saw Kai Cole on there. I saw a whole bunch of folks on the, uh, the Facebook feed. Brian Everham joined us. Joined us on time this time. See, he usually, he, he, he like comments after the fact, <laughs> but he made it in there. But he's actually here now. Craig Caruso asked, hey, Mike, was Wonder Woman really worth seeing does it save the DCEU? That's one of the things we can talk about. We can talk about the fact that uh, a lot of folks are chiming in. Is Wonder Woman basically Captain America the first Avenger in, in a woman's body? We can talk about no. the future of the DCU now that Wonder, like what the impact Wonder Woman's now having on the DCU. It's going to be more Wonder Woman. It's going to be more Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. We could also switch gears a little bit. We can we talk could. Spider-Man. We got okay. some Spider-Man news. All right. So which or one we have Adam do? West. Well, I'm going to throw this out there. What, what, what's, uh, what's our bevy of interns? Is there like a female like connotation of interns? Like it would be like lost no. interns? If there was, like a, yeah, I wouldn't be stupid enough to get into this discussion with you. No, there's nothing <laughs> stupid. Why do you assume? Why do you always assume there's something like negative? Like if I'm like because there's always something negative, Mike. So the gender neutral term interns is is acceptable. Yes, I think so. But I was just asking because we have three female interns. Right. Like we're actually multiplying. I don't think anybody is unaware of the fact that we have three female interns well, after your discussions. Right, correct. After the many, But I'm many, just many wondering, is there like a female connotation for intern? Is there a female version of the word intern? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. No. Like, like no. It's a position. It's not, mm. a, it's not a specific title. It's just a... Well, like you have actors and actresses. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's the yes, same Yes, but they, job. you have male secretaries. It, but we, we usually specify they're male secretaries, right? No. You just did. You just said male secretaries. I'm saying, for the sake of this argument, there are men who are also Stu- secretaries. There's stewards and stewardesses. They're, they're, okay. So yeah, I'm, just say, I'm just saying I'm not crazy. I'm not being nuts. I'm just saying there's there's an option for that. All right. Who do we want to what do we want to talk about? Do we want to talk about Wonder Woman? Do we want to talk about the Captain America Wonder Woman thing? I think that's I, I think we should talk about Wonder Woman right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think the pull ourselves Females out of run, that. The, run the world. Tailspin. Um, all right. A lot of people are sitting out there that Wonder Woman's a direct copy. And we didn't we wanted to actually talk about this last week. In context of this conversation, yeah. a lot of people are saying that Wonder Woman is is the female connotation of Captain America, right? Like the female... So you have a Captain America, and a female version of Captain America would be called Wonder Woman. Actually, Captain America did come first, theoretically speaking, right? You see what I'm saying with the joke? Yeah. About interns? You yeah. see him, I'm, oh, it's a segue. I see what you're saying. Oh, it's a segue. You see what I'm saying? No, you missed it's the segue. It's a commentary. You missed is the segue. Is there a female version of commentary? No. No, it's not. No. It's just commentary. It's a, it's a... What is... It's a disaster, is what <laughs> this is right now. Well, that's, this is potluck day, see? Yeah, see? Just bringing, th- bringing different things to the table it's here. It's kind of a shuffle, but okay, <laughs> if you want to call it a potluck, you can do whatever you want. 
That's you. Go ahead. Do it. <laughs> do it. it. Have at it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right. This is what I want to know. Star Wars fans unleashed. It is not really a copy if she didn't have superpowers from the military. All right. I guess what people are oh, arguing right now. That is not a. That's a. That's not a useful. I think people are just saying that they basically took the structure of Captain America to turn it into Wonder Woman. It's, In fact, they changed. It's the war, not really? Though. Well, no, but they they specifically changed the war just so people wouldn't think yes. it was too much of a ripoff of Captain America. I think the thing that. that does it for everybody is the shield. She makes a lot of use hmm. of the shield, and uh, you know the the shield is kind of Captain America's thing. I mean, if you look at the story, and Wonder Woman and you look is at the shamelessly plot. stealing the shield, the, no, the shield thing. I mean, I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm just joking about that yeah, because yeah. I think it's, I think it works. But she is shamelessly kind of, yeah. I can do the shield better, you know. I make it look better. Is it just the shield? Though? I, I mean, I think in general, you look at the story structure, right? I mean, you have um, it's an origin story. It's it set, it's a period piece. It is it's set up against the backdrop of war. It is. She's bringing hope to the hopeless, and that's mm. what Captain America kind of did. I mean, I can see the similarities. Her idea was to bring hope to the hopeless. However, when she got sure, she got. The, the dose of reality, she realized she couldn't bring hope sure. to the hopeless, so that she was wrong. Whereas Captain America just wanted to be kind of part of the, the action, and he ended up accidentally bringing hope to the hopeless. Okay. So it's kind of different. But it was, you know, I mean, both, both characters are this, Well, one like, person hopes, didn't bring you know. hope, and the other one did. And, 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 and both went against the intentions of either. Star Wars Jedi fans unleashed uh, just said Wonder Woman shouldn't really have a shield. She has bracelets. Which, by the way, you know, we didn't touch on this last week, too. But if you want to check out our, our post from last week, we had uh, Art Alexicus's Art Ever-Clear Lead Singer uh, <laughs> on last week as well. Go to our SoundCloud page, soundcloud.com slash Secrets of the Sire. We didn't really touch on this last week, though, too. I mean, just in terms of at the end when she unleashes her bracelet power, you know, which was, I guess, the, the inner power, you know, wasn't really totally explained either when it when all was said and done um what what's your take on the bracelet thing i mean what is she channeling the power of zeus is that what she's supposedly doing like how does that how does that even yeah, kind of that's kind of what happened when she was training right and she used that power right right so. which i like the fact that they at least supplanted some sort of foreshadowing early on in the movie implanted implanted you can't really supplant did i supplant yeah you supplanted mm. to supplant mm. something would mean they took it out or, oh, or undermine it. Well, that's like English and stuff. You know? Oh, I'm sorry. I, don't, you know, I know. I'm sorry. We're doing. We fail English. That's <laughs> impossible. Yeah. No. But anyway, yeah. That's a that's a big thing too. I mean, they they foreshadowed it. They did foreshadow. Yes, it. and they they, they planted. Did. That's what I meant to say. Yes, they, they did plant or implanted. The, you know, implanted sounds like alien abductions, which is kind of what that's we're talking about. That's still your brain again. That's you doing that to yourself. Well, didn't you just mention before that the Carl Sagan? song just makes you think about I did that off the air yeah. so that doesn't count doesn't count <laughs> that's why I'm bringing it on the air though <laughs> we don't need to talk about that we don't no are you sure anytime I have like weird whimsy conversations that uh, <sighs> wasn't recorded then we don't need to ever talk about but it. that's like our whole show <laughs> just yeah weird whimsy conversations there's, there's show whimsy and then there's real life whimsy and you know we don't really? I don't I don't so reveal wait, my real life whimsy. for our people out there huh? is that what you're basically saying it is mostly an act it is mostly an act yeah. like this is me like like 24 by 7 you realize this. I know yeah I know. Like, there is no facade. No, there's no facade That's why I'm whatsoever. videotaped the entire time. Because <laughs> I'm very... So you can play that for I'm our very patrons. very transparent. Uh, they the can pay money too, though, to hear whimsy. One of the things that also um, that we, you know, we, we did kind of get into a little bit, too, is it, this is the big, this is the first big success for, for, for DC, right? I mean, this is... No. It's the first... It's the first... Uh, critical exce- success. It's not really. No? Um, it's the first public opinion success. 
Yep. You're saying Man of Steel got I didn't Man of Steel did Man of Steel did was was uh was a successful movie. It made no, no, no. We're not talking about the money. I'm talking about critical, critical it, success it, no, in terms were, of some, in terms of what critics. It was reviewed well until until like the 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 public relations retcon. I don't think had it was reviewed. It. No, I don't think it was reviewed. as I remember well. the you reviews at the time. People yeah. were like saying. So was Phantom Menace, and then it got <laughs> retconned. <laughs> why would you do this? Uh, why wouldn't I why do would that? Why would you do that? <laughs> why, why wouldn't would I do it? But I'm trying to say that after a while, like like. You know, after the internet pounding, sure. you know, starts, then no movie is safe. Once people decide, okay, this was no good, and it's uh, it's kind of cool, it's kind of hip that it was no good, then you'll start to think that it was forever no good, or it was always no good. But no, that's not <laughs> how it started. Brian, Brian Everham just chimed in. Brian's oh, Jesus. not a, no. Not he just with write, me. he just wrote, oh Jesus, he's dot, not dot, with dot. me. For anybody not aware, if you, again, if you're not following our, our podcast on iTunes, please do. If you're not doing this, I mean, we, we've had an ongoing prequel struggle. I have my Star Wars shirt on, but, you know, it's a Star Wars Father's Day shirt. All right. We have a great show today. We have got a lot more to talk about. we got a lot more to talk about in terms of the future of the DC Universe. Jeff Johns has a new mantra for all DC films. Um, and we also have a great guest coming on today. His name is Tom uh, Osa, and uh, he's a radio personality as cool, well, too. So cool. he's going to come on, and he's going he's gonna to throw his two cents in. And we have to do an RIP. Hope more than that. You, should, to throw, do another you should throw an entire dollar in. Yeah. I mean, we have them I on, so, right? We, we all have to have dinner tonight, right? I agree. Okay, I agree. so no two cents, a dollar. Two, well, yeah, it's inflation. It, it works Exactly. Like that. And unfortunately, we're also going to throw another RIP for a, another living legend. Unfortunately. All this when we come back. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. to connect with. Are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following? Welcome to our show. Follow, Follow Me Friday, Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're, We're your digital, digital connectors. connectors. Woo woo! <laughs> <laughs> Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Joined by my uh, esteemed colleague and co-host, Lord of the Radio. Lord of the Radio. Lord yes. of the Radio. Thank yeah. you very much. Do you have to apply? Do you have to like go to college for that? Is there some sort of like classes? I could tell you how to become Lord of the Radio, but then you'd become Lord of the Radio and I wouldn't be Lord of the Radio <laughs> this is anymore. Very true. No such thing as co lord. <laughs> no, no, no. It doesn't work that way. It's a <laughs> Secrets of the Sire.
Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday evening, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc. I want to remind folks out there, too, this is a call-in show, 877-480-4120. We'd love to get your phone calls. This is potluck night. It's a little bit of a shuffle. It's a shuffle. It's a little bit Not of a really a potluck. Well, no, no, it's it's definitely potluck. No. It's everyone brings brought, something to the table. You brought the whole meal. Like, that's not no, the definition of No, but I'm saying everyone potluck. can call in and they can bring their own meal. See? They can bring it. Yeah. See? Oh, okay. It's potluck night. They okay. can contribute. Okay. Can contribute. That's not how you described it to me before the show went on. No, this is, but that's my, on, that's my off-air that's your, persona. You're rescuing yourself My right off-air now. persona. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. See? Fair enough. Yeah. See how that... Okay. Move on. Ooh. <laughs> move on. I am rubber. You are glue. Oh, s- <laughs> Chop like it. Yeah. Good stuff like that. <laughs> right, we were talking Wonder Woman and its impact on the DC Universe. We also kind of talked about its comparison to Captain America, but I want to hear what you guys have to say. Again, go on the Facebook feed facebook.com slash secrets of the sire or you can call in we'll take callers we, we very rarely do but that's because i promote it very horribly uh 877-480-4120 we're also horrible to whoever calls in that's the other part of it well no but that's kind of fun like i think i would like i would get a kick out of that if someone called in if, if like if i called in a radio station and they're like shut the hell up you're awful i'd be like ah, i got i was on the radio <laughs> You have low self-esteem. Well, very. I mean, extremely. That's why I do this show, is to bolster myself up. I got you. We also have a phenomenon happening in the studio here. Our our blonde intern begot another blonde intern, and we think it's the heat in the studio that that allowed this to happen. I'm getting off this one again. (laughs) (laughs) No. No. You're so you're chicken. What are you doing? <laughs> you can call you me whatever you want. You're supposed to be. Call me whatever you want. <laughs> we were supposed I am to be the Lord of the Radio, and I can speech advocates. I can there is nothing from, in this room that I, cannot be said. I'm exercising my I mean, right to not there's speak. There's lots freely. of things that cannot be said, but mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. You're allowed to. You're allowed to. You're allowed to. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Trista says it is super hot in here. <laughs> it is it's ridiculously like, hot. Trista like is literally turning the sun colors right now. <laughs> Like she is, I don't even know how she's getting a tan in the office. Like, but it is actually legitimately <laughs> happening, which is is like a scientific achievement in and of itself. All right, we were talking Wonder Woman and its impact on DC films. Um, there's actually a really, really big um, thing that's happening here too, and we'll, we'll get into the reshoots too, um, because Joss Whedon is now helming the reshoots. So obviously, Wonder Woman's success is going to impact Justice League, of and course. we're going to talk about that. Right? Um, when are we going to do that? <laughs> Brian Everham said, "All I heard was hot interns and Hassan getting off again." Yeah. See, he went there. Maybe Brian Everham should be my co-host. See, he's bringing it. Be he's my guest. Bringing it here. Be my guest because it won't be the heat. He won't. Have- <laughs> Right. He has no. I won't have to he deal, have with, to deal with HR. Every week. This is very true, mm-hmm. actually. He doesn't have to deal with HR. Be my guest. Call him out. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, call Brian, him. Oh, come oh, down oh, next there week. You go. Be part of the show, Brian. Joss Whedon's wife's name is Kai Cole. I, I think Kai Cole's a fan of Joss. Ah, uh, yeah. Kai Cole is also a host on uh, talkradio.nyc. Her shows are Thursday mornings at 11. Boom. I'm good. Uh, <laughs> we have our interns actually calling out. You know, really trumping our people on, which I like. I like any kind of conflict and confrontation that mm-hmm. I can sit back and just enjoy. Mm-hmm. You know, not have to actually participate in. Right. That's the best part. Well, I think Brian should call him. Brian's a good dude. I like Brian. Um, yeah, so DC Universe got its first universal victory with Wonder Woman, and Jeff John says it symbolizes a shift in their approach. Um, Warner Brothers only launched the DCU back in 2013, and despite Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and Suicide Squad being financial victories, the critical reception only continued to decline. Rightfully or not, the negativity ah, was largely so, attributed to their anti-Marvel approach. Right. So they declined. 
As in, mm-hmm. they went from a higher state and they descended. Well, through each film. Yeah. Not but, after the film was over. But what I'm saying is, like, starting from Man of Steel. Yes. Coming oh, all the way down, right, as we had said before. Well, I would put Suicide Squad ahead of, of uh, Batman v Superman, though. Like, I think they're a little bit better. I think that would, you know, it was a cheesier movie. Well, if you're talking about the critical acclaim, now you're talking about the quality of the film. That's what critical reception is, yeah. One has nothing to do with the other. Okay, I mean, fair enough. If you're saying, you're talking about the critical acclaim per movie, Uh right? Which has nothing to do necessarily with the movie itself, but the reaction to the movie. Sure. Okay? Or are you talking about the quality of the movie, or which movie that you liked better, or you thought was a better movie? Uh, they're talking about the. I'm talking personally that I liked Suicide Squad better than Dawn right. Of Justice. You threw that in there, I but we were talking about the critical that, acclaim. I would also say that the critical acclaim for Suicide Squad was better than Batman v Superman. That's probably true, but we don't since since uh, since I mean, we don't have research of that. You so could we do, have to I mean, you could go by Rotten Tomatoes score. You could go by. I I would say you know, I would say overall critic mass critical mass. Yeah, I would say that maybe Batman versus Superman was probably the 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 critically worst movie, the most successfully critically bad movie that yeah. they have. Yes. Well, regardless, Wonder Woman has completely flipped everything now, right? It's completely well for so, until their next movie. Until their next movie. Well, Jeff Johns uh, speaking uh, spoke to the Rap um, website and says this new philosophy: get to the essence of the character and make the movies fun. Just make oh sure that the God. characters are the characters with heart, humor, hope. Heroics and optimism. Oh, that's a new approach. Why could he not make movies about character? Why? Wow, that's, I'm just that's upset deep that he insight. didn't. I'm just upset he didn't do another H in there. He's like heart, humor, hope, heroics, optimism, at the base. It, it is kind of it is kind of like crazy at the end of the day, though, right? I mean, you know, hey, make a good movie and people will enjoy it. It's it's a little weird how that works, right? Yeah. I guess so. I think I, I happen to think that it was like a gauntlet uh, or um, it was like a Russian roulette kind of situation where they were due for a hit. So the so it just so everyone decided this one was going to be fine. I don't think that's I don't think that's the case. I think I think what you I could know. say is though that's why we're having this discussion. That, I agree, <laughs> but I think you could also say that that there was enough uh, what not to do's coming into the movie that there was enough influence. The movie really didn't do anything. That different from the other movies. Tone the, wise, it was the same tone. Same, yes, same color. Scheme. I think the only thing it really did is the 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 biggest difference between Wonder Woman and say Man of Steel is that it was kind of the goal was kind of consistent from start to finish. <laughs> Sorry, Greg Jarginian just chimed in. Uh, no point to have this discussion. JLA will be shit. <laughs> He's just already banking that it's going to be bad. I don't know. I think I think in general, though, um, Wonder Woman cued itself from the other movies and, and made sure it to just really tell a good story. Just tell a good story with a good character, right? Yeah, but the other stories, pretty much, you know, not terrible stories. It was, this was there was nothing there was nothing super spectacular that was done with Wonder Woman that was all that different from the other movies. No, I think there was though, and I'll, I'll give you an example. I'd love one. Suicide Squad, right? I mean, Suicide Squad is essentially the de- de- deconstruction of Suicide Squad, right? One of their own turns on them, but we don't care about their characters because we're just learning about their characters. So if they had actually taken on an, on a threat, like maybe the Joker, maybe the Joker being the villain of that gives them an actual reason to unite. 
and 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 then it really puts Harley Quinn what up against. What made you care you know, about Wonder Woman? You enjoyed the character. Why? Uh, because you got to see her from the beginning, right? And you mm-hmm. got to, you got she was very grounded. She had very set ideals. Mm-hmm. Um, you're following her along with her on this journey. And you didn't have that with Suicide Squad. Uh, no, what you, you didn't had, have that with Deadshot, his daughter, you, and and a couple of other. I mean, the main focus you of had the stories. bits and pieces of that, but then you also had a lot of hodgepodge people together, um, and you had a villain though. Ultimately, that you didn't care at the end of the day. One of their own was the villain that we didn't care enough about to really to so really you, impact. So you really cared about Ares in Wonder Woman. I cared about the threat that Ares posed, and I also cared about Wonder Woman's mission, and I think that's the big difference. Why? Deadshot, Deadshot's mission in, in that entire movie was, was redemption. He was probably one of the better stories well, in Well, their that, mission in, in general was just to save that their, their boss. It was like kind of a very simplified, singular thing. Yeah. I mean, the theme might have been redemption, but the actual mission was just to go ahead and do this, uh, this one right, thing. Right, but the mission itself, to me, I didn't care as much about as the mission Why? that Wonder Woman's on. Maybe, maybe that was you. Maybe you just didn't care. Yeah, I, I, this is my opinion. So yeah, I know. And I'm just saying, what what was so different from the two? What what made the two different? What makes the two different? I, I'm, I'm, right now, you have um, who is the boss in uh, who is the, the end villain in, in Suicide Squad? The, the witch at, at the end. Oh uh, uh, yeah, Cara, 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 Cara Devlin's character. Yes. If she was the villain in the sequel, right? Was it? Enchantress. Enchantress. If Enchantress was the villain, this is why we have Sam, our, our trusted yes, producer. That's why we have if everybody. If Enchantress was the villain in the second movie, right? Mm-hmm. Like, let's say she did something to save everybody in the first movie. We would care about her character, right? Mm-hmm. Because then coming into the second movie, you'd sit there and go like, wow, I can't believe she's the one now that they all have to fight. It, it, it flips the tables. It takes something that's existing and, and actually breaks it down. So that means you cared about... Uh, Rufus, it was his name, Thules. Uh, what, Ares. The, the general? Yeah, the... Oh, the British... Yeah, the British yeah I forget Ares. his first name. You uh, and Thules, I think. I would sit there and say that they set it up... It, it's a different story structure. It's a, it's a different story structure set up. So, but you're saying... If but you, Suicide Squad had done a more traditional, su- uh, traditional structure, which is what they did in Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman's a traditional structure. They introduced the villain straight out. This is the mission. Here's her protagonist. Here's what the protagonist has to overcome. Here's what her eventual goal is to they do. They didn't reveal the villain straight out. You had to wait until almost the end of the film. No, to no, find no. Out well, exactly okay, you find out who villain the villain is, uh-huh. but it's always Ares, and right. you know that from the from the get go. Okay. You know, you know exactly what Wonder Woman's so struggle is going to be. So then, how is, is it that you be. were able to care about a, a, a villain that had not been seen or revealed until almost the end of the film? Well, I mean, in, in Wonder Woman, the villain's not. The it's not part of the Wonder Woman team is my point. It, 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 that what what Suicide Squad did as from a story structure point of view is is set up what should have been a sequel is take something that you know and flip it. In this case, they didn't. And, and, they, and honestly, I don't care enough about Enchantress. I didn't care enough about her relationship with the uh, with the Army General. Like I didn't care about all that stuff. Mm. Uh, so to me, you know, defeating her when all was said and done, aside from other flaws in that movie. Didn't have as much impact. I'm not saying the impact well, defeating of the, defeating the villain is supposed to have an impact, emotional I would th- impact. I on would you? think that it should. At the very end, you should enjoy a mm-hmm. film by by you know how how great the obstacle is that the hero has to overcome. All great films do that. Uh, I just find it odd that that you would care more about a villain that hasn't been seen or hasn't had a word of dialogue than a villain that has actually that actually started out and became a villain and then. Um, and, and that you'd seen throughout the entire film. 
you see her, but you don't you don't have any. There's no. There's no. I'm not talking. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about how you're saying that the other villain was more effective. I care about the obstacle that was was established by. So you care about the the idea of the villain more so than the idea. I think that's a fair enough. I think that's a fair enough statement. All right, that's. I would say that the hero's journey in Wonder Woman is greater than the hero's journey, which you don't really get in Suicide Squad. I know Mm. they're all villains, so don't get me wrong, but they're Mm -hmm. protagonists. One way or the other, protagonists have to do that. Man, we really geeked out on story structure, which is really cool and really dull and boring to all of our interns around us. But Sam was really into it. Look at him go. It's very good. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk to our guest, Tom Osa, and he is going to tell us what he thinks about Wonder Woman and the impact on the DC universe. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. If you have an interest in marijuana, you want to know about marijuana, law, policy, and culture, then feel free to join me, Joseph A. Bondi, every Friday at 11 o'clock in the morning on my show, In the Know 420 on TalkingAlternative.com. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. The superpower you wish you had? Um, teleportation. Ooh. There you go. I always go flight. I'm always like, I want to fly. You teleport. You don't need to fly. Right. You'd never be late for work. <laughs> That's what you would do. This is why you're the co-host of a, of a, of a middling podcast, because yeah. you don't dream big enough. It'd because I can't teleport. If I could teleport, you think I would be sitting here right now? You'd be on time. Secrets of the Sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. We talk comics, movies, TV, pop culture. I want to welcome my guest, Tom Asa from uh, WRCR Radio. Tom, how's it going, sir? What is going on? You guys, are, you, you, you caught wind of our heated, heated debate. On, uh, uh, but actually, I did. I, I, I thought fisty cuffs were going to come out. It was pretty wild. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, we're very lazy people. Like that, yeah. That it's was, too yeah, hard no, to move. Cool. That would require right us to like get up. <laughs> Charles T. Bostick said, "I'm dealing. I'm dueling with a story master." I actually just think that um, Hassan's like a therapist. He just answers a question with a question. 
And, 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 I'm truthfully and, jealous of you guys because truth be told, it's like in my family, it's like they go right to like, I don't agree with you. I'm going to attack your character. You guys are way cool. <laughs> that was, if, the we did that, if we didn't have commercial breaks. Yeah, we, no, we did that during a commercial break. That's, <laughs> ah, now we're friends ah, again. So, <laughs> we are. Licking the wounds. Got it. So, Tom, I mean, oh. we, we're talking about a lot tonight. It's potluck night. We're just throwing everything uh, in, in the center here. What, what are your takes? What are your take, what's your take on the Wonder Woman movie in general first? And then we'll kind of get Yeah, well, here's thing. the thing. And I have to admit, I didn't do my homework for going to see Wonder Woman because I specifically went on Sunday night. My girlfriend said, what movie you want to see? And she picked the last two or three movies. And I thought to myself, and, you know, this is just me being like the stupid macho thing in the back of our genetic heads. I'm like... Well, I really want to see Wonder Woman. But you know what? I don't want to go see The Mummy because it's a man-oriented movie. Arr! <laughs> so she's like, all right, yeah, whatever. Uh, so we went to see The Mummy. I didn't see Wonder Woman, but I am looking forward to seeing it. Um, but I can't provide, I guess, my insight on how it affects the DC universe. Well, right off the bat, I mean, Jeff Johns, the cre- chief creative officer now at DC, is saying, you know, oh, we're going to make movies that are fun now. You know. Uh, <laughs> kind of what my reaction so like, was. You know, it's like, you know, stick with the. I, I get, like, you know, what they were trying to do, you know, have a, a little bit of a darker take on the Marvel Universe. I, I totally get it. It's just, I mean, the problem that I had, and I was, I'm going to go back a little bit. I hope you don't mind, like, you know, taking off of Wonder Woman for a moment. But for me, Man of Steel. Bro, I cried. Like, I love that movie. I've seen it, like, about four or five times. I love what they did with it. And I was like, wow, they're going to really make a really cool universe around these characters. And then Batman v Superman, it's like I hung in there. You know, I get it. Let's just throw 8,000 storylines in in a a two-and-a-half-hour movie plot and, you know, see what sticks. Okay, I get it. But, you know, hopefully the next movie will be good. And Wonder Woman was awesome, from what I understand. Yep. Um, but don't change, like you know, don't change the vibe just to cater just to the general public. Now, I mean, stick true to, to the roots. Yeah, it's all you about know. making money. That's all they care about. Well, and yeah, and yeah, exactly. Off the heels of that, the uh, Wonder Woman's impact in the DC universe, um, Justice League reshoots, and they have some photos that have come out. Uh, the first batch of set photos from the Justice League reshoots hint at some flashback scenes that could connect directly into the story of this summer's Wonder Woman movie. So immediately, we're already seeing an impact, you know. And now, to be fair, Joss Whedon's now at the helm uh, due to the unfortunate circumstances of Zack Snyder. Uh, yeah. But immediately, there, it's clear that these reshoots signal that DC, you know, is kind of, hey, we have, we have a new cash cow. We've got we've to, you know, put them in as, as quickly as, as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's a horrible thing that happened to Zach's, uh, yeah. Zach's family, I think his daughter, right? And yeah, we talked about that in a previous show, too. And, and you know, unfortunately for a lot of fans, that's like, hey, we got what we wanted. And it's like, no, 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 just just no. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, out of everything that's well, going those on. those weren't real. Those fans kind of, you know, they're not real people. They're just trolls. Yeah. They're just, they're just real disgusting people. trolls. Yeah, you're not going to, I mean, it's going to come out and then there's either, it's either going to do really great. And then Josh Whedon's going to get all the credit, or it's going to be horrible. And then Josh Whedon's going to get all the all the blame, or they're going to turn around and say that he didn't come in soon enough. Now, he, yeah, right. I would say Josh Whedon is an internet darling, right? I mean, he he for the most part he has his 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 huge internet fan base Joss that Whedon always rallies. Josh Whedon is smart around. enough to go away long enough to become a darling again. 
because if yeah. you remember Age of Ultron, he took a lot of heat sure. for it. And uh, and so he just kind of faded into the scenery. Sure. And now he's back, and now he's everybody's favorite again. Tom, it's what's your take on, on Joss uh, kind of taking over for this? And do you think, um, you know, do you think he's going to alter the movie more than, than what we, we think we would originally have gotten with Zack Snyder? I think so. And, and I think the, uh, unfortunately, the, the, money, the word that was mentioned before, money, it comes into play, you know, corporate, it is what it is. And, you know, on the flip side, it's got to be funded. So, you know, these movies have to make money, obviously. But, I mean, I think that the the thing that Joss Whedon brings to the table is some air. He, he'll, he'll let the story breathe a little bit, um, even in Age of Ultron, which was a little more packed in. I mean, it was a more packed in movie than the original Avengers movie. I think he, he gave it a little more space for the story to kind of develop on its own. Um, you know, you had some side character plots, but there wasn't necessarily that, that uh, claustrophobic feeling that you felt when uh, you know, Batman v Superman. I mean, they were basically just trying to play catch up to the Marvel universe. They used one movie. But I think Joss will bring in, you know, that that air. You know. Yeah, they used one movie in Batman v Superman to basically make up for you know eight years of movies I, that I Marvel think, was doing. I just think they were just starting to get the formula right. I think that Wonder Woman's a byproduct of the formula that they had set up, and they were just trying. They were just starting to refine it. Yeah. And they're they're learning the wrong lessons from it. I mean, the whole idea is that they could probably put together a franchise that is it is not the Marvel franchise, but it could still be successful. Sure. And those movies are still successful. They're just not popular. They're not critically successful. And so they want, you know, they want the whole pot. They want the, the critical, critical darlings and the financial windfalls. Right. But if, if you turn all the DC movies into Marvel movies... Then that's just going to burn out the the genre, yeah, even faster. I, wh- Tom, what do you think about that? Is there an oversaturation now? I mean, have we reached that point? Or, or it, to me, I feel like Wonder Woman kind of you know rekindled the love for superhero movies this year. I feel like I feel like we were kind of having some fatigue. I feel like Guardians of the Galaxy two, while a good movie, didn't have the same impact. I feel like a lot of these things. I feel like Wonder Woman kind of reset it a little bit. But what, what's your take on the superhero movie fatigue? Well, I think for the market, I mean, it's it's getting to the point of oversaturation. I mean, you see a, a new, on every summer for the last, what, seven or eight years, there's like about eight or nine different superhero movies that are out there. Me, personally, I, I think for, for some of us that are like, you know, really hardcore fans of the hero-driven movie, and that's, by the way, male, female, monster, whatever have you, I, I just, I, I like the adrenaline associated with going to the movie and then having that catharsis at the end. Mm-hmm. So I personally am glad that there's so many different, and there's now franchises and entire universes that you can fill in the storylines with. Um, and I think Universal reinventing the uh, the monster genre, um, and when I saw The Mummy, and it got panned a little bit, but it was actually, to my opinion, I think it was a pretty solid movie. I like where they're going with it. It'll end up being like, you know, it'll be like the dark, dark universe. Mm. Uh, Marvel will be like the much lighter, funner so, one. So and doing, then uh, maybe DC will be right in the middle with kind of like a, the PG-13-ish, little harder type of vibe. So so the mummy, they're not Choose doing the what Monster they want. Squad reboot, are, are they? Which is too bad. Did you ever see Monster Squad in the 80s? Anybody? Anybody? Bueller? I haven't. The interns are shaking their head, but they weren't even born. I've then. seen it, but I'm not going to help you out. You don't like Monster Squad? I've seen it, but I'm not going to help you out. Oh, <laughs> I'm 
Monster Squad. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't dislike the Monster Squad. Oh, good. All right. Well, that's. But good. it's not really a great movie. I will insult. And I don't know why will, we're bringing it up now. I will insult your character as soon as you, I possibly can. You do that. <laughs> that. As soon as, will, it, as, soon as the mics you. go dead, you can do that. <laughs> that's our, well, the, nice that's, that's our whole fourth segment. Actually, <laughs> yeah, like exactly. It's just that. Go ahead. Um, so talk to us about the Mummy too, because what I'm hearing, everyone's just panning Tom Cruise in the Mummy. He was fine. You know, I think he did okay. He actually provided some humor in the movie. Okay. They said that he he was uh, kind of like out of uh, out of place. But I mean, you know, he's he's a soldier that essentially got dropped into uh, an ancient Egyptian uh, uh, not a ritual, but like uh, you know, finding some artifacts, and then they uncover the mummy. I mean, you, you know, I'm sure you can pick up the yeah, general storyline from yeah. it. Oh yeah, it was fun. It was a fun movie. Well, that's yeah. That's what you know. Yeah, no, I got nothing. <laughs> yeah. Brian yeah. Abraham just. I mean, he on. didn't. He didn't say he's in love with Katie Holmes, so he kept to himself <laughs> about that. <laughs> Brian Abraham chimed in. Wolfman has nards. Ah, oh, such a great yeah. movie. Go watch Monsters. Everyone has homework today. Is to go watch the Monster Squad. No one's gonna watch Monster Squad, dude. We are gonna do the an interns are not going to go and download Monster, Monster Squad. Squad just because you said so. Is that, Trust is that me. wait? Is that reverse psychology? Huh? Are you like doing reverse psychology? Yeah, on I'm trying to help right you out with, a, with I like I'm it. daring them. I like it. You're like they yeah. won't do that. Yeah, they won't. Yeah, well, not I, gonna watch I, I own the that movie. Squad I'm not gonna go home and watch it. <laughs> What's your? Well, I've already seen it, so you know I don't. I don't need that. Well, so. yeah. You know, it works out pretty. I'm good. thwarting uh, your efforts to make that movie famous again. So, Tom, you're definitely some. You're big into some gaming stuff as well, too. You just saw uh, one of the places. Oh yeah. Talk to us about that. Well, um, E3 has been going on for the past week or so, and uh, I mean, there's just some crazy lineups that are coming out on PlayStation. I saw the uh, the new God of War trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically. Uh, is anybody here? Uh, they check out God of War or anything like that, or video gamers now. Like Trista, literally, I mean, she looks like she's strung out right now. She—it's so hot in the studio right now. She looks like she's on a rehab binge or something like that. It's terrible. No, 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 video yeah. gamers. Video Dar is a video gamer. I'm actually in the games. lobby of Guitar Center right now, and it's quite warm and like in this uh, lobby area. So I can kind of empathize with that. So, oh. Dar, which, um, which one were you? <laughs> she's Gears. Oh, Halo. She's a Gears Halo Call of Duty fan. Anything, anything? Call of Duty, okay. On, anything on E3 going on over there? She's, she's wanting to know. Uh, World, Call of Duty World War Two looks friggin' amazing, amazing. Okay, all right. So it, it's like basically, you know, you, you're on Omaha Beach, you know, and you know it's some seriously gritty storyline, but it, you really feel like you're there. It's unbelievable. I mean, where it's going with like you know VR and whatnot. I mean, I, I could just imagine like five, ten years from now, you're just going to be like immersed in it. Unbelievable. Yeah, we we huh? don't do video games enough justice, or we don't give video games enough justice on this show, mainly because I play my 16-bit uh, Super Nintendo uh, and or my facsimile Nintendo 8-bit that plays all my old games. I'm I'm stuck in yeah I'm stuck in the 80s. It's it's good. It's well, a, it's a good place. Just from me. what I was listening with you guys, I mean, like you know the uh, the stuff, the storylines that you're talking about. Just while I was on hold, I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, look yeah, at that. I mean, yeah, yeah, we got we got topics. So, Tom, tell tell the folks what you got going on and uh, and where they can find you. 
Um, well, I'm a web developer. We own Rockland Web Design, located in, obviously, Rockland. <laughs> um, you know, we've been around for 10 years. We're celebrating our 10-year anniversary come November. So, uh, you know, just helping out clients uh, set up their websites and their web applications and whatnot. I'm also a drummer on the weekends. That's why I'm down at Guitar Center and picking up my new drum set. Ooh. So, uh, you can typically find, I mean, we're uh, in experiment mode. We're uh, revamping the bands, and we'll probably be playing at the local places, like Rhodes Tavern, uh, Whiskey, Ki- uh, Whiskey Kitchen, and Nyack. We're also doing a music festival coming September. I'll probably give you a buzz back on that. Nice. But uh, that'll be happening up in Stony Point, New York. Not very nice. So a lot of fun stuff happening over the over the summer. And then uh, when we, you know, when things calm down, we just head up to the Catskills and do some camping in the woods. Kumbaya, you know what I mean? There you go. All right, Tom, thank you so much for joining us. When we come back, we got some Spider-Man news that will make your skin crawl. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. Hello, this is Mark Torres. And Pronto Comic Zone, Dominic Sperano. And listen to our show, It Came From The Radio, right here on talkradio.nyc, every Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We talk about entertainment, movies, comic books, and other news. So make sure you check us out. That's right here, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, every Wednesday, talkradio.nyc. TalkingAlternative.com You ever seen like the old men at the Starbucks? Like they have their little like... I don't go to Starbucks. Oh, I do. I'm, I work you at know, Starbucks. I'm a man. It's fantastic. And uh, <laughs> they just have these old men clubs and they just sit around and talk about the good old days. That's why I don't go into Starbucks. <laughs> It's a creepy sausage fest <laughs> on on caffeine. Secrets of the Sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every week. Uh, again, check us out online. We do this on talkradio.nyc. Uh, we're on secretsofthesire.com. We're on Twitter at Michael underscore Dolce, D-O-L-C-E. Or you can look up Secrets of the Sire. That's our user handle. Uh, Instagram, mdolce64. Uh, we also have SoundCloud. I mean, we're, we're basically we're everywhere, which we're is everywhere. which is re- really great. I want to thank Tom Asa for joining us as well too. He, uh, thank you, again, Tom. radio guy from WRCR uh, in my in my home area. Love his input on 
tonight's topics. One of the topics we didn't quite get to, but I do want to squeeze it in before we go spinning the racks. Spinning the racks. Spinning the racks. <laughs> Spider-Man solo trilogy confirmed by Tom Holland. Tom Holland's debut in oh. Captain America Civil War was just the beginning. He confirmed plans for him to star in his own trilogy. Um, it has continued to become clear that Spidey will have a major role in the He's Marvel Cinematic Universe. This will be kicked off by Homecoming, which hits theaters next month. We, we will actually have some uh, Spider-Man writers on next month. Yeah. We also have Todd Nuck, I think, uh, coming on as well, too. Nice. Uh, one of the artists. He did the Obama-Spider-Man crossover issue. So some cool stuff uh, there as well, too. Um, two other appearances have been confirmed. He's on the set of Avengers, Affinity War, and Untitled Avengers. It's you all good news, right? Man, not the writer. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Exactly. Yeah, you got a different. Uh, yeah. Really great news, right? Except we just also find out that Venom now... It's going to have his own solo movie. Is not part of the MCU. It's going to be completely something separate. I mean, Spider-Man. What are has they doing? Hundreds of villains. We don't need Venom. Venom and is clearly over. one of the what best. What are we talking about now? <laughs> Venom is clearly one of the most, it's his popular. most popular. It's his most popular. Right, I don't know right. if it's one of the best. I don't. Well, okay, okay. One of the most it's popular Spider-Man villains. Tom Holland himself said he would love to see They'll a Spider-Man a deal, Venom crossover. But the movie's not in the Marvel Universe. They'll work out a deal. You think so? They, they worked out a deal to get Spider-Man into the Marvel Universe. This is true. And so they then, overwrote continuity to do it. Mm-hmm. All right. So then there's no problem. What do you think? What, do you, what are your thoughts on the Tom Hardy uh, Venom movie? Uh, Enough bad said. idea. Enough said. That's a bad idea. Yeah. There's no Spider-Man in it. What's the point? Brian Everham makes a great point. Um, who will Venom fight? Spider-Man is his rival. Now, unless they decide to go He'll the fight hero route. He'll fight J. Jonah Jameson. Well, J. Jonah Jameson, he's... Oh, uh, yeah. He's, 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 in the, Sony, he's, yeah. he's in Sony. Peter Aiken says, doesn't Venom carry the baggage of the last time he popped up in a movie yeah that we, we See, like this to is the thing that. though people people have to it, this is a completely different genre it's a completely different uh, movie studio well it's not a movie studio but completely different writers and stuff like that it's an intentional reboot yeah. right because the the last venom was so uh, poorly received right yeah. and and arguably and I'll, I'll concede poorly done it's poorly done right okay right, so yeah. fair enough so now they're trying to correct it and jerky fans are like, yeah, but it's real bad. The thing was so bad. It's like, I don't understand why Isn't I have Spider-Man to do that. 3 like the equivalent of Batman v Superman, if you think about it? Like, they basically took, like, two different storylines, threw it together into one movie, with the exception of world building, which is what Batman v Superman was trying to do. Uh, like, it, it's, it's almost a parallel, right? It's too dark. It's too, like, gritty. It's, it's, it's got, like, Spider-Man You want to relitigate Spider-Man 3? I, I want to. There's no, there's no I want almost to. feel like they pattern. I don't see. This, Batman you're always going to have a bad uh, uh, discussion with me on because Batman versus wait, Superman wait, isn't wait, wait. a terrible <laughs> film. <laughs> you're my co-host in a radio station. Don't ever tell them we're going to have a bad discussion. Don't pull. Don't don't pull the curtain there, buddy. Don't you know we need. That's to what they want. They tune in for the bad discussion. Well, uh, but you don't have to admit that it's a bad discussion. I mean, then I'd be lying. This entire night's been <laughs> terrible. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All uh, right. I don't know where your soliloquies come from. We do this every <laughs> week. We go spinning the racks for the best and most fantastic. Okay, so pop that discussion's over. Out there. Yeah. All right. Good. Yeah. I'm glad. <laughs> what happened? Oh no! Spin that rock. <laughs> Spin that rock. Wah 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 wah. <laughs> And now we recorded that. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs>
but it'll be not oh, as good as yours. No, no, no. It's not as good as yours. No, that's that's happening. Gene Simmons is in the news seeking an opening act and rock star kid for Wizard World Chicago August 26th. Local musicians can submit video links by August 10th to enter to be one of the concert's opening act. Also seeing seeking rock star kid to play song on stage with Gene. It's pretty amazing, right? I mean, Wizard World Chicago still chugging along, doing their thing. Gene Simmons rocking out the... Uh, Rocking out, period. It's really good for Gene Simmons just to be rocking out. I mean, he's really old, so oh. <laughs> I don't know it's good. To, it's good to get him up on stage. <laughs> old people can't do things. Don't be an ageist. Yeah. <laughs> don't be an ageist. Well, how much Dude, would you that's kill? Ageist. How much would you? How much would you kill to be uh, up on stage with Gene Simmons? How much would I kill if I was up on stage with Gene Simmons? <laughs> What's a different uh, for the for the world at lar- the world at large our our, our ever growing fan base? Uh, Hassan is an unbelievable bass player as well too. So you would actually outrock Gene Simmons? No, yeah, no, 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 no. And you'd party. This is a misconception. Gene Simmons is an amazing bass player. Is he? Yes. Really? In the beginning, in the okay. early, early, early Kiss years. He, he wants to he, rock and roll? He puts a, I don't know if that was him playing. It, they day. all say it was him playing. But he put some pretty amazing bass lines together. All right. All right. Shout then out then got later, we got into the God of Thunder days where he was just hitting the E string. That's, that's, those are different. Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a different story. Uh, Bumblebee is getting a spinoff. So we're going to talk about Transformers next week. We're, in fact... Next Bumblebee week. Bumblebee who? What are we talking about when you say Bumblebee's getting a spinoff? Bumblebee from Transformers. Ah. Yeah. That's see. Now, we're going to be talking we about Transformers next week. have product recognition now. We are going to, in fact, be talking about the best 80s movie franchises. So we're not going to talk about Bumblebee right now. We are going to talk about the fact that he's got a spinoff, though. So we're not done with the Transformers universe. What do you think of that? <laughs> All right. Can we talk about something? Transformers is literally, literally eye cancer. It, it really <laughs> is kind of the worst thing that, that's ever happened to cinema. To be fair, it's, it's Michael horrible. Bay's final movie. It's Michael Michael Bay's never going to make another movie or final. never going to make another Transformers movie. Transformers movie. Then it's... Still terrible. It's still not enough. If it was Michael Bay's last movie, I would be there opening day with a bouquet of roses for everybody in the audience, and I would buy everybody popcorn. But since it's just his last Transformers fiasco... He's not very well-liked. He's not a very good director. Yeah. He blows things up, though. I can blow things up. Yeah. Anybody can blow things up. Yeah. Okay? But, I mean, look, okay... Without discussing it really deeply, there's a particular scene in the first Transformers movie where okay. Optimus Prime is running away from helicopters. Okay? All right? And he hides yes. behind a bridge. Yes. Okay? Let me, hold on. Just bear I'm with, with me. I'm with you. I'm with you. There are helicopters chasing a robot that can change from a, ro- from, from a man-sized, well, from a, from a humanoid machine robot uh, the, uh, 16 feet tall into a truck and then back into a robot again. Right? Okay. And there are helicopters chasing him, shooting at him. Right. Yeah. This is okay. This is this. This is a prepubescent extravaganza. Okay. okay? It is. It is literally like testosterone on on steroids. Yeah. It's the greatest idea. It is. It is pretty much the equivalent of the other greatest thing that I've ever heard of, which is in the uh, Peter Jackson King Kong movie, where King Kong drop kicks a Tyrannosaurus Rex. When you're a child, you're like, "That's I've never." 
I'll never see anything greater than this again. Sure. Right? So Optimus Prime running from helicopters. It's probably the most boring scene in any movie I've ever seen because the man does not know how to stage a shot. Sure. He does not have, know how to visually tell stories other than just to blow things to hack up. Right. So when he's trying to do something, uh, you know, that's supposed to be tension filled and suspenseful. <laughs> just boom. Yeah. He just doesn't have it. And, and And watching that scene all by itself was a f- stupid throwaway five second scene. Watching that all by, my, by itself made me totally despise him as a director for all time. And that's after I saw Armageddon, which is another terrible film. Uh, Armageddon another was terrible fun. Film. That was no. a fun movie. No, it's not. Come on. It's one of the Animal worst. Crackers, it's one of the worst stories Tyler. ever told. It's one of the worst stories ever Very told. Very nice. It's good stuff. No. I like Armageddon. It's ridiculous. We'll talk about that next week. No, we won't. <laughs> Nathan Fillion sees deleted... Because Brian is going to be here. He's going to be your co-host. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's about time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's about time we stepped up here. Come on. Yeah, man. yeah. Pick up the quality. <laughs> Tristan will literally be a burnt <laughs> cinder. <laughs> she will She's not coming back. <laughs> no, no. She's not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to come back with her own little portable air conditioner. I'm just, I'm just like amazed right now. Like you, are, I mean, like you're like redder. I, I know this is radio, but Jesus Christmas, this is like this is unbelievable. I mean, I've lost weight, and that's nice, but, you know. Anyway, Nathan Fillion sees deleted Guardians 2 cameo as an opportunity. He still wants to play Wonder Man. What do you see Nathan Fillion as Wonder Man? In I didn't even know he was in Guardians 2. You didn't even he share wasn't. that with me. No, no, he wasn't. I didn't know he was in it and was cut out of it. No, he wasn't cut either. Oh, no, he was cut. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh, Dios mio, what is happening? Yeah. The heat is too, I think, going I think, to your I brain. Think it's to the heat is going to your brain. I think it's so, all right, so that, that discussion is kind of moot because I didn't even know he was in it and got cut out of it. So. Yes. Okay, great for him that he can play someone else in the future. He Yay. says he says he sees it as an opportunity for a future entry in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. All right, yeah, he's trying to get it. Everyone's trying to break in. Supposedly, his co-host in Castle hates his guts, though, and they actually had to go to family counseling. They had to go to couples therapy to be on that show together. Is Nathan Fillion a jerk? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I've we'll never met him. Next week. He seems uh, a little jerky. He, he seems, he like, seems he like he could be a jerk if he, if he didn't like you. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess he could. Know. He's got that, that jerk capacity. Though? Like, isn't that everybody? Yeah, but some people are better than others, yeah. or worse. I want to thank Tom Asa for joining us. Uh, we had a great show today. We talked Wonder Woman again. Go download us on, da, da, download nice. us on iTunes. Go check us out on iHeartRadio. Do it. Go check Do us out all. on the Facebook feed. Come back next week Do because be we are back. bringing back the eighties we'll with the violent. last. <laughs> Transformers flick hitting theaters. We break down. Yeah, they're gonna want to hear that. <laughs> toy to movie franchises. Relive the decade that most, not me, considered to be the best ever. Plus, we're gonna welcome the voice of Courage the Cowardly Dog. Marty Grabstein's gonna be chiming nice, in. Nice, nice. Oh wow, they are like. Oh. Are we, uh, yeah. They're, Wait, Tristan our interns actually just woke burst up. Into flames yeah. right now. It's crazy. Well, right. you know, now that now that delirious from heat stroke. Courage the Cowardly Dog coming up next week on Secrets of the Sire. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Who do you want to connect with? Are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following? Welcome to our show. Follow Me Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're, We're your digital, digital connectors. connectors. Woo woo! <laughs> <laughs>
Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at TalkingAlternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. 